The first section of Psalms has been called the Genesis Psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The Psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them, we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. Ask anyone what their favorite psalm is, and it's very likely you're going to hear someone say Psalm 23. At the very least, it is perhaps the most famous of all the psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, most often, Psalm 23 is used when people are very ill and nearing the end of life, sometimes at a funeral service. It's almost like Psalm 23 has gotten connected just by use to death. But I want to say to you today that Psalm 23 is not a song for death. It is a song for life. In fact, it is a song for every stage of your life. We know that David wrote it, but we don't know exactly when this shepherd-turned-king wrote this psalm. Now, did he write it sitting in the fields as a young man keeping watch over Jesse's sheep, perhaps? Now, did he write it when he was sitting on the throne ruling over the southern kingdom? For a number of years, waiting on God's perfect fulfillment of the promise, perhaps. Did he write it when he was sitting on the throne of Israel for all of those years or near the end of his life looking back? We don't know. But one thing we do know is that Psalm 23 does not make David the shepherd. It makes Christ the shepherd. I love that. The son of David, the one who had come through David's line, the Lord Jesus, is the one spoken of in Psalm 23. It is not a pastor that is the shepherd. The pastor is just the under-shepherd. It is not the king that is shepherding the nation of Israel. It is the Lord Himself. The Lord is my shepherd. If you keep reading, though, we go to some pretty dark places. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Now, if you stopped in verse 3, you would think, Oh, wonderful. Uh, all light, all good days, uh, there's stillness. And then you come to verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So you move from stillness to shadow. You move from the mountaintops and the green pastures to the valleys. Can I tell you that our God, who is all light, watches over us in the dark as well as in the light? in the valley as well as in the mountain peak. You see, He leads us to rest and peace in verse 2. He leads us in right paths in verse 3. But sometimes He leads us through rough places in verse 4. And today, the simple thought I want to leave with you is this, that our Lord is the shepherd in the shadows. Our God, who is all light, remember God is light and in Him is no darkness at all, He works in our life even in the shadows. Consider the shadow for just a moment. Everybody's been in the shadow. You understand what that means or you've seen a shadow. Uh, even great men like David, the man after God's own heart, had his darker days when it seemed the shadows fell upon him. But could I remind you of the most obvious truth of the shadow? And it is this, that shadows are not real. There's no substance to a shadow. Uh, afraid of a shadow? My friend, there's nothing to fear when the Lord is near. And that prompts another thought and it is this, 
that the only way you can have a shadow is to have light. It's evidence that light exists. Could I challenge you that on dark days when the shadows fall across your path, don't look towards the darkness, look towards the light. Shadows pass. Yes, they do. If you get on beyond verse number 4, you read these words, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The shadow is going to pass, but the shadow is not the end. The Lord, the shepherd, is going to last forever. There are three beautiful little words in verse number 4. Let me point them out to you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The word though, that's a word of possibility. It could happen. It will happen at some point. Things are going to change. Though brings some possibility into your journey. But then it says, yea, though I walk through. That's a word of certainty. You're not going to stay in the valley. You're not going to stay in the shadow. You're coming out on the other side. This too shall pass. But the greatest word is not the word though or the word through. It is the word thou. Listen to the verse. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's a word of deity. He will never change. The shadow is not going to last, but he will. So not only should you consider the shadow in Psalm 23, you should consider the shepherd. Look at all the things the shepherd does. In verse number 4, he frees me. The Bible says, He frees me from fear of evil. I will fear no evil. He sets you free. He not only frees you, He feeds you. In verse number 5, He spreads a table even in the presence of your enemy. Remember the children of Israel, their manna in the wilderness. Well, the shepherd still feeds his own. And then He fills me. The Bible says, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. So not only does the Lord fill you, He flows through you. And then... Don't you love this? He follows you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then if that were not enough, guess what? He fulfills you in the end, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He says, I'm going to be with you now, and then you're going to be with me in my house for all eternity. A pastor by the name of Jack Rawlings, a former police officer who ministered in Detroit, Michigan years ago, went through a period of real darkness. The shadows fell. His faith was shaken. A fellow pastor wrote him a letter, and in that letter, he simply gave this encouraging statement. He said, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. Pastor Rawlings turned around and wrote that famous hymn, standing somewhere in the shadows, you will find him, and you'll know him by the nail prints in his hands. You see, the Lord Jesus went through the valley of the shadow of death for you. He tasted death for every man. He's with you right where you are. And He's not only the Christ of the cross, He's the Christ of the empty tomb. You're coming out on the other side. So don't just consider the shadow and the shepherd, but then consider the sheep. Remember, Psalm 23 was not just written by a shepherd about the shepherd. It was written by a sheep for sheep. You see, David was one of the Lord's followers. He's writing to all of the sheep. The sheep are skittish creatures, easily frightened and and shaken by certain things. And yet, did you notice the certain confident tone of the entire psalm? Why? Because the psalm is not about us. It's all about the Lord. It's for His name's sake that He does it. I love this positive word, yea. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Do you see how even in the negative times, He begins with a positive why? Because we're not looking at the circumstances. The circumstances will look at you and say no. 
But we look to the Lord and the Lord says, yes. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says that all the promises of God in Christ are yea and in Him, amen, to the glory of God by us. In 1862, a man by the name of Joseph Gilmore was speaking from Psalm 23 and he was arrested by these words from verse number 4 about the shadow of death and the Lord leading him. They had just come through the dark days of the Civil War, so he jotted some words on a piece of paper while he was at lunch at a deacon's house one Sunday. He gave it to his wife. She sent it off to a man by the name of William Bradbury, who was quite a musician, and he ended up publishing it. Many years later, Gilmore never knew his hymn had been published. He opened a hymn book in a church one day in a meeting at a low point in his life only to find the words he had penned. Here are the words. He leadeth me. Oh, blessed thought. Oh, words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be. For by his hand he leadeth me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Friend, he's not just leading you when things are good. He's leading you in the shadows. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today, finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit scottpauley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms, along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you, and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.